Big Fluff. And now, your host, miniature dog enthusiast, Joel Murphy. Hey, everybody. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And I am very excited to bring you today my interview with Sarah Emig from f-boy island uh which i'm look i'm gonna be real with everybody at the beginning of the show my my wife molly she she loves to find shows like f-boy island and i love to pretend that i do like oh what are you doing you're gonna put this on and then immediately get completely invested in them with her and uh, we watched every episode of this show, and I was completely into it. I really enjoyed it. And if you watch the show like we did, Sarah was the person where you you watched the last episode. The all three of the women on there were trying to find love, and it all came down to them either picking a nice guy or an f boy. And she picked this guy Garrett that was nothing but red flags, and uh, he immediately wasted no time in betraying her and uh, choosing money over her. And so I I think that that kind of just stuck with me of like really wanting to know just what that experience was like for her. Uh, What what you do after being sort of, you know, having that moment on national television. And I just thought that made her such an interesting person uh, to talk to. And I was so glad that she agreed to do the interview and I really enjoyed talking to her and I think it re really recontextualized a lot of like her decision making and, and why she made the decision she did and how she's doing now. And so if you were like me and you were like Molly and you were really kind of frustrated that she picked Garrett and you really wanted to understand all of it more, I think this is going to be the interview for you because uh, I came out of it feeling a lot better <laughs> about everything. Uh, so I think you will too. So without further ado, here's my interview with Sarah Emig. So just to start, um, what what did lead to your decision to, to do the show? I'm sure you get asked that a lot, but I'm just curious. <laughs> Um, well, I actually, so I got scouted on Instagram. I had like 3000 followers at the time. So I don't, I don't honestly don't know how they found me, but I just started interviewing for it. And, um, I eventually got the part and literally like it's from a week from when we started talking to, um, to the point where we left for the Island. It was about, yeah, about a week's time. And then, so I think it was a very last minute addition, last minute addition. It was a very quick process. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a very last minute thing for me. Like, I'm very curious about that. Just like, so 
out of the blue one day you just you get like an email like i because if it was me i feel like i'd be like is this real like i, I mean was there like a vetting process I that too especially yeah. because all the emails i was getting from them were like gmail accounts they weren't like <laughs> hbo accounts <laughs> so i was like at night or like after all my interviews i was like researching all these people to make sure it was like a legit thing um and it was so i i just kept getting lucky with like the callbacks and it, it, it uh, eventually kept or it eventually worked out was it like something that you had thought about or was it just like this opportunity showed up and it seemed fun, like, you know, or was it something you were kind of hoping for? Um, well, I wasn't looking for it at the time, but I am a big fan of like all the reality dating shows like The Bachelor, Too Hot to Handle, Love Island, things like that. And that's how they were pitching it to us was going to be a show like that. And I've always thought it would be a fun idea to do something like that. So um, I figured why not? I was in a good point in my career where I could uh, get up and go. So, um, yeah, I figured why not? It's a fun, fun experience to do. Did they, what did they tell you about the show? Like how much information did they give you? So we knew nothing coming in. We didn't know the title of the show. We, all we knew really was that it was going to be a dating show. It was pitched to us as kind of like a feminist spin on something like love Island or too hot to handle where the girls had the decision-making say and who could stay or who could go. And at the end you would have a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars. So that's the whole premise that we knew. I figured it would have something to do with F boys and nice guys, because that's, those are the types of questions they were asking in the interviews. Like, do you think you can spot an F boy? What are the red flags of an F boy? Have you been screwed over in the past? Um, but that's pretty much the extent of what we knew. We didn't know the title coming into it. If I had known it was going to be called F Boy Island, I probably <laughs> would have had a bit of a different strategy. Um, but yeah, I, I was just, uh, you know, I just went into it wanting to follow my heart. And that's exactly what I did. How did you answer the questions? Like, did you feel like going in that you were good at, at spotting F Boys or like... Yeah, definitely. Um, I've actually never gone for an F boy in my past, which is pretty funny because that's who I end up choosing at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can spot a liar from a mile away. I feel like um, it's, I mean, it's it, it's easy in the real world to figure out who is like, you know, in it for the right reasons or who isn't because you're able to like look at their social media, see how they interact with friends, um, see how they talk about you and things like that. But in the when in the little bubble that we were in, it was much more difficult to figure out who was, um, you know, telling the truth and who was who was lying because you have no way of fact checking what people are saying. So you, you really just have to, like, believe what people are telling you and kind of go through the experience that way. Yeah. And the show, obviously, there was the the twist with the ending for you, like with Garrett, but like the show, to their knowledge, incentivized them to lie to you, <laughs> like to try to yeah. convince you. <laughs> So yeah, imagine they're telling us it's like going to be a feminist show, like follow your heart, like choose the guys that you like. And then meanwhile, they're probably telling the guys like, see who you can, see who you can trick, who, how many, how, like how many lies can you tell? And like, um, they all know like there's a cash prize at the end, which we also didn't know how it was going to work. That was going to, how that was going to work either. Um, but yeah, it was a very interesting experience. Did you know that there was going to be other women on the show or was that something you found out when you got there? Yes. So we knew that it was going to be three girls. We didn't know how many guys, um, but yeah, there. Are, so it's me, CJ and Nakia. And um, basically, I mean, we, we were our own team throughout the show. I don't know how people on The Bachelor or Bachelorette <laughs> do it. because It's literally just like a single person trying to make decisions for themselves throughout the season. But um, so it was really nice to have like two other girls to um, talk to like throughout the experience. 
Yeah, I thought that was honestly one of the coolest parts of the show was getting to see that. And and in a sense, too, it kind of felt like there was the three of you. And then also, I think Nikki Glazer a little bit, too, was definitely mm-hmm. felt like on your side. <laughs> so you had yeah. uh, some built in. Um, but but yeah, how much did you utilize that? Because like we saw a bit of it on the show. But like, were you uh, bouncing a lot off of them? Like, did the three of you kind of bond pretty quick or how did that work? Yeah, it was, it's pretty similar to like having friends back at home where you like have an interaction with a guy and then like you regroup afterwards and say like, okay, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? And, um, CJ and I got really good at strategizing throughout the uh, process. So I, I had like this journal that I wrote in every single night and we would kind of like psychologically break these guys down and try to guess who was a nice guy, who was an F boy and like write down potential red flags or, um, you know, things like that. So that, that was a fun and I'm really, really lucky and glad that I had two other girls to do that with. Cause like I said, on, I don't know how they do it on the bachelor where you're just like trusting your own instincts and that's it. Um, but Nikki, Nikki was also really good at helping us with that too. Um, she's amazing. She's like, uh, someone I've always looked up to. I've watched all of her Netflix specials. I think she's like a really good role model for girls in general. Um, and she's all about like women empowerment and things like that. Um, but she was, you know, as nice as she looks on TV, she's like 10 times more nice in person. And she was always there to like help give us advice, which is really nice. Yeah, I think that that like I, I'm always I, I think hosts have such a difficult job, but I thought she did like such a great job of like she's the per- perfect personality of like there's a sincerity to to with the three of you, like I think trying to take care of you, but also just as a comic, like her ability to just roast to the guys like effortlessly yeah. <laughs> was just like I thought it was such a good balance of like the comedy and the sincerity. Uh, yeah, that. Nikki really made the show. I honestly don't think it would be as good of a show without her. I think she completely uh, makes it a, an entirely um, better show. Uh, well, I was curious too about uh, the actual like dates that you went on in the show because they mm-hmm. were sort of they were very eclectic. Like there were very different dates, and it seemed like. Uh, like, I was just curious, I guess, if you had input on like what your dates were, like if you got like options or if they just kind of threw you into those situations. Uh, we had no say in the dates. Um, they were always fun, though. I think the one that I didn't so much enjoy was <laughs> was the dancing competition. Oh, yeah. When they told us when they told us about that, I was like, "Wow, you guys are really trying to get us into the, like, the most embarrassing possible situations." <laughs> um, but other than that, no. Um, uh, I mean, all of them were were fun, and even the dancing one ended up being fun in the end. Uh, but yeah, they, they, it was always a surprise for us. Yeah, I was just curious because a lot of your one-on-one dates seemed to be, be like more adventurous. I felt like that you were sort of out and like actually, I, I don't know, like I get the impression that you got to do more on the island than like, <laughs> uh, maybe that's just how it came across. But yeah, I was just curious, like, but that was just, you didn't know where you were going until uh, you were kind of thrown into it. Is that? Yeah, no, not really. I think, well, before, um, you know, we have to fill out like a survey of like, what do you look for in a guy or what is your ideal type of date? And I think for me, I, I would put down, I'm always open to adventure and like fun things like that. So that that could have swayed how things went potentially. Yeah. And I think it just struck me too, because that was something in the show where uh, with Garrett, that that was like one of his takes on you or one of the things that he said was like that you, he, he wasn't sure if like you could hang or like, however he put it. And it was like, that was the thing watching the show, like where my wife and I both had that, where it was like, I don't know, it seems like you're doing the, like, first of all, going on the show, I feel like it's such like an adventurous thing, but then you were like Mm -hmm. doing a lot of like these crazy activities and it was, yeah, it's just such a weird, like kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. Garrett's his own animal. I think honestly, that's just, uh, 
it could have been a manipulation tactic who knows um but yeah i'm i like really exciting things i don't know i like taking risks um so that's that's definitely part of my personality and something that i look for and like a partner to someone who's adventurous and ambitious and likes to go out and do fun things so yeah i feel like that came across so that was why like that that stuck out (laughs) like that uh but yeah so since we've mentioned carrot like yeah um just I guess looking back, like, do you, you know, you kind of, I think you touched on some of it of like, um, the way the show is different from real life and while it's harder to spot, but like, it seemed like from pretty early, like you guys had this connection and then like he was even with, I think, you know, with CJ and Nakia sort of uh, maybe giving you some warnings that you, it seemed like you locked in on him and really wanted to believe the best about him. I wanted to believe the best in him. And I think um, also it isn't completely shown, but I, I did know Garrett was an F boy from the start. That was one of the first things he asked me actually. And the, uh, the, in our first scene together where we're doing uh, like the cabana date with the wristbands. Um, I, that was one of the first things he asked me was like, what do you think I am an F boy or a nice guy? And I was like, clearly an F boy. Like <laughs> anyone with eyes can see that you're an F boy. Like you reek of F boy, like the, your ripped jeans, the way you dress, like your hair, the way you talk, everything. Um, so I didn't know he was an F boy from the start, but my strategy, my strategy coming into things wasn't, I like, I wasn't there to play the game. Um, I was just there to like have a fun experience and like follow my instincts and things like that. So I think, you know, CJ did a really good job of playing the game and making sure she called F boys out on their shit. And wait, can I swear? I don't know. Yeah, you can. No, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but she was really good at calling the F boys out and giving nice guys a chance. Um, and, you know, remember, you have to remember too, we didn't know the title or like how the money was going to work at the end. So that also impacted how I made my decisions. But I just wanted, like I said, I was just there for the experience, wanted to have fun and, Garrett was someone from the start that really took initiative, which is more than like half the other guys did. Like a lot of them, you can see, were just like hanging back, didn't really want to talk to us. And I like a guy who can like take control and, um, you know, like take control of a situation, uh, is ambitious and stuff like that. And Garrett was all of those things. So I saw that he was making more effort than some of the other guys, which is why I continue to choose him. Yeah, no, that is interesting because that that was something that, again, like you said, that kind of had like the dance competition and there were like these set up things that involved everyone. But yeah, there seemed like there was a lot of time where there were just guys that just seemed to be hanging out like in the background yeah. <laughs> and to the point where like you'd eliminate people. And I'd be like, wait, who is that? Like, I don't even remember this guy. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of the guys were focused more. This is brought up a few times in the show, but I think a lot of them were just focused on like the bromances rather than the actual romances. And they would, I mean, they were having a fun time on their own, but the whole point is like, it's a dating show. So um, if you're not coming up to us and like talking to us and engaging in interesting conversation, like that's an, I I don't know, you're going to get eliminated. Uh, Well, let's talk, I guess we should talk to you about Josh as well, because that was the other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So what, like, what was your read on him? Like, what was, you know, because he, you know, like, like I said, I always kind of, it always felt like you maybe were leaning towards Garrett, but obviously these were the two um, that you sort of like that hung in there (laughs) the most. So like, what what was uh, the appeal like for Josh? I I think Josh is amazing. I think um, something that's not highlighted enough is that he was actually my number one the entire time, all the way up until the 24-hour date. And the 24-hour date was the only time I even considered choosing Garrett because the whole time I 
I like liked him, but I couldn't really trust him. But um, Josh and I would always have like the best time. We immediately like clicked and like I always felt safe with him. Um, I think the, you know, what influenced my decision at the end is I realized we were in slightly different points in our lives. Like he is about like nine years older than me. And not that age has everything to do with something, but I could just tell that we weren't on similar paths. Um, but I, I do, he, he's someone that's like, I'm sure every girl can relate to this too. He was like someone who's picture perfect on paper and you like keep trying to make that connection work. But for some reason it just like, wasn't completely clicking with me. Yeah. No, I mean that, yeah, that you can't, <laughs> that's chemistry. Like you can't really like control. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so going into the final, uh, night like yeah we're I, I guess i'm just curious where your head was at, like going into the last <laughs> night like you're gonna make this decision uh yeah i don't know just run me through like what it was like yeah well so again even at this point we still didn't know what the title was going to be obviously like once we started filming and we started realizing like going through eliminations it was pretty clear that we were supposed to like eliminate the f boys and um you know give the nice guys a chance and things like that um, but we also didn't know how the money was going to work, which is a huge thing. And I think my mindset, this wasn't influenced by producers at all. We were all, you know, we all made our own decisions. Every decision that we made was our own. Um, but I did assume in my brain because like the girls had made elimination decisions throughout the season so far, I thought at the end there would be an opportunity for us to choose where the money went, or we would have the opportunity to take the money or continue the relationship. And Honestly, like in no universe in my mind, did I think that the guys would have the power to do that. So even though I knew choosing Garrett was a risky decision, I, I still wanted to stay true to myself the whole time. And I did exactly that, even though like no one supported it. <laughs> and uh, like, I think I even make a comment on screen too, where I'm saying like, I know everyone in America is screaming at their television right now because <laughs> it's unexplainable. Like when you like someone, you just like someone. And um, I was like, you know what? I'm on a TV show. I'm not here to play it safe. I knew Josh and I weren't probably going to work out in the real world. And it's not so much that I thought Garrett and I would work out. It's just, I wanted to continue the conversation with him. Um, and so even though we didn't know how the money was going to going to work, I still wanted to take that risk and, um, just kind of like see where it would go after. And, um, obviously that screwed me over in the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, everyone learns from their mistakes and I, I, that's why I have no regrets about the way it ended the way it did, because I did stay true, true to myself the whole time. And I, I have like an analogy for this. It's like when you choose McDonald's, even though, you know, it's a really unhealthy option. If you want that McDonald's, you're still going to choose the McDonald's. And even though I had like a five course gourmet meal to choose next to it, <laughs> right. I still wanted the McDonald's and I think it would be fake for me to choose the healthy option if that's not what I was actually feeling and if that's just what people wanted me to choose. So I just decided to stay true to myself and go for the McDonald's, even though it was <laughs> the wrong choice. <laughs> uh, do you think like, cause so the one thing that I, I kind of skipped over was earlier in that episode, they also had the, I, you know, the, was it the mansplain, like the sort of airing up, like did that kind of alter anything or were you pretty set at that point, like to hear all of the other guys' opinions? I mean, at that point, I already knew that Garrett was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, like, I, I knew, like, I, I don't know. He's a really entertaining guy. He's fun, but he'll say things, I think, just for, like, shock value. 
So even if the guys are like telling me all these like bad things that he said, I knew some of it was just going to be like locker room talk. Not that it's excusable at all. And I was not okay with the the boob job comment whatsoever. (laughs) But I think there's a scene where I'm like, oh, everyone has their preferences and kind of giving him like an out to that. So that's one thing I wish I'd done differently. Um, But the mansplain... That, that was definitely rough to sit through because like, you know, that things are going to be said. And I mean, I'm, I am grateful it happened because it was, it was giving the guys an opportunity to, you know, show us what the guys were actually like. Um, so the, I mean, it was, it was really interesting. It didn't really sway my decision as much as it should have. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to see what their opinions were. Uh, so then, yeah, so then when you chose him and then at that point, like you said, you didn't know how the money was going to work. You kind of found out everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What what was that moment like just of, I mean, like, I feel like I'm asking, like, what was the horrifying moment that like happened <laughs> in, on national television? But like, yeah, I, I think that, you know, as you said, like America was maybe hoping you didn't pick Garrett, but also America then watched yeah. this like really horrible, like, you know, sort of immediate crushing <laughs> You know, like it was, yeah. yeah. So I just like, yeah. What what is that like to to have that moment? Well, we were so we locked in our answers the morning of, with still no idea how the money was going to work. And so, like I said, I knew it was a risky decision choosing Garrett, but I honestly was still wasn't expecting the outcome to be like it was because Garrett's already well off in life. Like he doesn't need the money, and he said that multiple times. If anything, he was just there for like the clout and the fame that came along with being on a TV show, but if we're being real, like who goes on a TV show, not looking for money or fame. Well, so, right. Yeah. If there's a chance to get $10,000, even if you're rich, you're going to take $10,000. Like, if yeah. You, yeah. Um, but I was like, you, you know, when that, when that moment happened, you know, Nikki's standing on stage and she's announcing like, so if you chose a nice guy, you automatically split a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> with you and your guy. And if you chose an F boy, he gets to decide whether he chooses the money or continues or splits it with you and continues the relationship. And even at that point, I still wasn't that concerned. But as soon as Garrett said that he was taking the money, I just saw red, like my heart (laughs) dropped. I was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) this is not what I signed up for at all. Um, But, you know, I mean, I, I, at the same time, I feel like we kind of both got what we deserved because I, you know, I wasn't rewarded for choosing an F boy. And then the twist is all that hundred K is going to charity. So he also doesn't get rewarded. Um, so I kind of learned my lesson and all of that money is going to a greater cause, which is, um, you know, that's really cool. Yeah. That, that is really cool. And I, I love that they did that, but I, I had this thought too, which luckily you don't have to worry about, but I was curious. Cause like, I think they've already said they're doing a season two, how mm-hmm. they're going to, like if they know going in that they don't get the money. <laughs> like. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to switch a lot of things up. I'm not really sure what they'll switch up. And I, I think one idea I would have is that they wouldn't um, they wouldn't reveal people's identities halfway through like they did for our season. Um, so at the it would only be at the end where you find out if someone's an F boy or a nice guy. And yeah. Then, yeah, they, they would have to cho- they would have to change how the money works as well because they would have to reward someone for doing something instead of giving it to charity. Yeah. Uh, maybe they could do like a both of you have to turn your key thing, like both, you know, like you both have to agree to take the money together or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you because you you got to pick the charity, right? Did you end up picking a charity or like? Yes. So I've chosen one. I'm actually announcing it later tonight. So I'm oh. going to do an IG live announcing that. Um, 
Uh, do you guys, uh, is this live? Are you releasing it? Um, no, this will be after. So the people will have okay, already heard so it. It'll, it'll probably be out by the <laughs> yeah. time this is out. Yeah. Uh, so on your Instagram live, people can hear. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> um, so... Uh, like going through all of that, you know, I, I don't know. Do, do you feel changed by the experience? Like, I don't know what, what, how did you feel afterwards? Well, after I came to terms <laughs> with what happened, um, I mean, obviously it's just funny cause I like just ignored every single red flag and continued to like choose someone who I knew wasn't good for me. And I think what I, not what I wish I had done differently, but what I realized about myself after watching everything back is that I can be more decisive about like what I want in a partner. Cause I'm usually a very like go with the flow type of person. Like if we have a connection, I'll pursue that. But I didn't really have any, like, I didn't have like a long list of qualities that I want in a guy, but now I can definitely go forward into life saying like, Oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And it's okay to tell people uh, if they're doing something wrong or call someone out, it's not going to make you crazy. Like that's just well within your rights uh, as like a human being to like have standards for yourself. So I think, um, yeah, going forward, I'm just going to be more decisive about what I want. And that's not just for relationships that it can, it can apply to like everything else in life too. Are you like, I'm, I guess I'm curious now with the show just airing, I, I would imagine you probably have, uh, you know, you recognize maybe a bit like when you go out, like, I, I don't know if you are dating now, but is that something that you also have to sort of uh, deal with, like people recognizing you from the show and wanting to date you? Or is that something that's come up? Or? Um, well, I have gotten recognized a few times, which is, it's been really fun. Because, um, you know, I, we don't know how many people or how many people have been watching the show. So it's always nice to like get recognized and stuff. And uh, yeah, knowing that I came out of the show single, hopefully, people will, <laughs> you know, slide in my DMs and stuff like that. So you're encouraging, um, <laughs> like if people yeah. are listening, so I said, if people are listening, you're encouraging that to happen. Though. Yes. If there's any cool guys out there that, <laughs> <laughs> that want a girl that was on F boy Island, I'm here. All right. <laughs> yeah. um, is it, do you see yourself doing more uh, television stuff? Like, is this something that you're interested in, like doing more on screen stuff or? Um, yeah, I'm open to it. I'm, I'm open to other like reality shows now that I know how everything works and like how I can, how I should carry myself and things like that. I'm definitely open to that. Um, I'm also interested in starting like a podcast. I know everyone's starting a podcast right now, but I do want to start a podcast and get into YouTube and, um, DJ DJing is also something I'm passionate about and trying to learn. So, um, I have a lot of fun plans lined up. Nice. Uh, do you have any advice for, for anyone who might be like, who wants to go on a reality show, like, like a dating show? Is there any kind of, uh, I don't know, things that you feel like you learned or things you wish that you knew going in? Or? Yeah. Um, I would say that, I mean, obviously be yourself. Um, if you get cast on a reality, sh reality show, um, you were cast for a reason. So be yourself and then also just be able to like stand behind your decisions and be able to explain yourself well. So I think something that I learned throughout filming is that, um, I don't know, I, I would sometimes like say things that I thought like people would want to hear, but you shouldn't do that. You should just like follow your heart, um, make sure you, you know, make strong decisions and stand by that and um, just be genuine and your real self and you'll get rewarded in the end. Did you, did you watch the show as it aired? Like, how, what was it like to see yourself? like in the show did it cut like because i would imagine it's very different seeing it put together than it would be mm -hmm. like experiencing it <laughs> well it is interesting 
I don't know. I think <laughs> I like, I don't know. It's like, like hearing yourself talk. I'm sure you're, you're used to it because you do radio, but um, it's still weird. Like, yeah. It's still, yeah, you're not it, used to like yeah. watching yourself or hearing yourself. It's a very like disorienting feeling. Um, but then also because I knew how the, the finale ended, just like watching myself make all these like poor decisions <laughs> like throughout the season. I was like, Oh my God, I can't do this. So I would have to watch it like one episode at a time and like skip through. I was like, I can't watch all of this all the way through. <laughs> I would, oh man, Something I didn't think about too, with you saying that is, so it's like, not only do you know what's coming, but also you, how long did you have to like sit with that? Like you knew the ending for, I don't know when you guys filmed it. So like, how long did you know, what was coming that you, but I'm sure like, you know, if people knew you in real life or something, you couldn't talk about uh, the experience, but like, you know, how long did you have to like kind of keep that to yourself? Yeah. It's like, it's like watching a, a car wreck in slow motion. Um, I, so yeah, it was filmed back in February and March of this year. And then it just aired. Let me see. Like the finale was probably two weeks ago. Um, or a little bit over that. So we had to sit with it for a couple months. I think like it's not too bad. Five. Yeah. It's what? not, not yeah, terrible. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a really good turnaround. It was pretty impressive. Uh, have you kept in touch with uh, any of the other people from the show or? Um, yeah. CJ and I are really close. So we'll, we'll just like text each other, call each other every other day. And it was just in LA. So I was able to see, um, we had like a cast party for, one of the the guys birthdays that was on the show and it was we got to see like everyone that was there in LA and that was a lot of fun um because I don't know being on a tv show it's kind of like an experience that no one else in the world has had and so it, it bonded us for life I think like even some of the guys that didn't make it that far um we just have like this friendship and we'll we'll, we'll keep like an open uh, open dialogue on things no, that's cool. Yeah, I definitely, I, I think having all the people and like, yeah, who, yeah, because who else can you talk to about your yeah. <laughs> your reality <laughs> show? What we've gone through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's really cool, though. Um, yeah. Is there anything else I, I haven't asked about that you want to mention or anything else coming up that you want to make sure people know about? Or? Um, let me see. I would say, well, obviously, I'm announcing the charity. So by the time this is out, that will hopefully be out, but it's something that I really want to bring a spotlight to. I think not a lot of people talk about it in traditional media. So I think it's, it's definitely a, um, definitely a good one. Keep an eye out for that. And then, um, I don't know, you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is, uh, at Sarah.emig, uh, which is E M I G. And then my TikTok is Sarah Emig. Um, you can probably find me on Twitter at the, at the same tag. <laughs> cool. All right. No, thank you so much for doing this. This is really fun. Of course. Thank you so much, Joel. I appreciate it. There you have it. My interview with Sarah Emig. Such a delight to talk to. Such a great interview. I feel like I learned a lot about F-Boy Island. Uh, also just one thing that I wanted to have a note at the end, if you caught in the interview that I happened to interview her on the day that she was revealing what charity she was going to give the money to, if you didn't catch her Instagram live from that night and you were curious, uh, I'll go ahead and, and fill you in. Now she ended up selecting thorn, 
uh, which was created by Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, and it seeks to offer technological solutions to people that were either victims of human trafficking or uh, child sexual abuse. So, a very worthy cause that, you know, something else good to come out of <laughs> Garrett's horrible decision is that uh, that is where the money that he thought that he was going to keep all to himself is going. Uh, so just wanted to give that update and uh, just also want to say, if you enjoyed the interview, make sure to go to hobotrashcan.com, check out the archives. We have a lot of other interviews up on the site and uh, make sure to follow Sarah on Instagram to follow her to keep updated on everything she does. And that's going to do it for us this week. So remember, question everything. Body looking like a swimming pool. Not that I like it hitting show. You touch me when I touch you. Your roommates know what we're up to. Open that window, light and sense. That's what papers on your desk. One more year, but you got that. Please don't make me hold my breath, though. I remember when I wanted you to want me. Now we go to bed, you fall asleep on me. And you woke me up with head again. I always wonder what you tell your friends So take my heart and take my ribs This don't feel like basic shit Am I who I say I is? Take my ego, let's There's get There's no time to
Yeah, and like I said, my wife and I, uh, we both watched the show and really liked it. And yeah, we were rooting for you, Sarah. We love you. <laughs> I let you guys down. <laughs> you did. It's okay though. We were we were mad, but you know, like uh, I feel Onwards better. Onwards and upwards. You yeah, know, yeah. this is just the beginning. <laughs> I feel better having talked to you about it. Like I feel better about your decision. So we're that's only okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> Hobo Radio is a production of hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.